Are you ready for this, Justin? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. We're going to go live. We're going to go live. Oh, wait. We are live. We are live. Hey, guys. We're okay. going to go live right now. The Mike is Listening Show. The Mike is listening. 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 Good morning, everyone. Hey, Justin. Welcome. Okay, everyone. Welcome. This is the Mike is Listening show. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I just had a stroke of genius one day washing my hair and said, you know what? Let's go live and let's talk about some of these great, amazing shows that are out there that, you know what? Maybe you're not really seeing them because we are so bombarded with content right now. Why don't we just talk about it? Yeah, why not? So, Justin, you're going to be my first victim. I mean, my guest, <laughs> first guest. So we're here to talk about podcasts, podcasting, and shows that honestly sometimes are overlooked because, as you know this as much as I do, podcasts are blowing up, video blogs and oh, yeah. shows are blowing up right now. So, um, Justin, I asked you to join us because I'd like you as the sound engineer and broadcast manager at Woodlands Online to share some expertise with all the cool things that you're doing and, quite frankly, to offer some advice. Um, you have been so helpful and gracious to me uh, the past, you know, gosh, when did we meet? Like during the pandemic, uh, a few, six months ago, maybe? Yeah, at least, yeah. Right. So, um, and just full disclosure, everyone. Yes, yes. I am the co-founder of Innovation Media Enterprises. We are a podcast production boutique firm. However, I'm on the strategy side, AKA front of the house. So every time you guys see me streaming online and live, it's me trying to learn the craft better, but have fun while doing it. And quite frankly, let's just be honest. It's entertaining to watch me fall on my face a few times and have massive panic attacks. So, Justin, to you, I bow down, sir, and have nothing oh, but no. full respect for you. Well, thank you very much for having me. And like I said, your stuff is great. And uh, however you describe yourself, your, your shows still come out really well. So, Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. So let's let's chat about this real quick because I would, initially when I brought this idea up to you, I, I, and it was over Facebook Messenger, right? We've never yeah. really spoken to each other before. Um no. And you're like, uh, you want me to do what? And I was like, <laughs> okay, dude, you are behind the scenes all the time. And this is your opportunity to be in the front of the scene. So talk to me, Goose. Why is this your first time in front of the camera? I mean, you, you've been behind this all this time. Uh, yeah, well, I did. Um, when I started with the company and they wanted to start doing shows and podcasts, uh, I didn't have any hosts or anything yet. So I did screen tests with myself and I didn't like them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to find someone else to do it. I, it just, I don't know. I, I, I would find people who were more an expertise in the shows we wanted to do. And it ended up being more than more than one person anyway. And I never had anything that I wanted to just talk about, like on a podcast or a show. Any, you know, I, I, I was better with the technical stuff. So it was just like, okay, I'm going to stay back and I'll make everyone else look as good as I can. And that's just where it stayed. And then and then there was no one else to actually do my part. So if I even wanted to get in front, there was, I'd have to do the whole thing anyway. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to do the part I want to do. 
No, I get you. Hey, look, everyone's got a, a role to play, right? This is what yeah. teamwork is all about. And, you know, everyone has their strengths as well. But you've been so informative on things. And so just full disclosure, normally you're in front of a green screen. This time around, you flipped your camera. And yeah. I got to tell you, it, it is so cool to see that there's so much more to equipment, recording, um, creating content than simply just having your cell phone. Though cell phones do have the great technology to, yeah. to make it happen, there's so much more nuances and so much more artistry in all right. this. So help me understand this then, Justin. So when you were starting to, actually when we talked about this last night, when I said, hey, let's just do it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey, I wanna listen to your intro outro. What was it, what is it that you look for from an audio quality, when you just say, mm, I need to tweak it. Like, I think in my intro, I have a lot of sibilance, right? Because I just, I'm not going to lie to you. I just didn't want to deal with it. But what? what things should people look out for when they're trying to overlay music and all that good stuff? Okay, so specifically, like, with that, um, it wasn't so much the sibilance. It was the 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 actual loudness of, of things. So when I, when I look at the actual audiogram, uh, you know, audio file about it, and it wasn't... Sometimes like that one was a little busy, but I did like it, but it actually got really loud at a certain point that um, when I'm just looking at it, I'm like, okay, are people going to cut off before they get to the last one, which I really liked. And, and it, it's just a balance between what is, what is someone going to want to listen to if, if just an intros and stuff before getting to your content. And if, is your intro informative enough? in its length to make sense. But mostly like, and I see this a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows where like the intro will be at a certain level. And if it's about, you know, 20 seconds, that's where people start adjusting their volume. But then when you get to your show, your show's at a different level and then it's either too loud or too low. And then they got to, uh, you know, there's adjust one guy, it. Yeah. One guy I listened to great stuff, but his, his uh, intro is super loud and you get to him and you can barely hear him. So you have to like crank up the volume and then you're, you're just watching the show and it gets to his outro and it's super loud again and then you get blown out. So it's just a balance between the actual audio level and then what your level of your show is going to be. I right. think that, that's kind of, it's just a little thing, but I, I think it helps. Can I just tell you how annoyed I get at times when um, you're like you're on radio, even traditional, you know, terrestrial radio, you're yeah. listening to a show and then the ads just blow out your ears and you're like, whoa, <laughs> yes. like, turn down the music, right? Yes. No, it is crazy. So with what you're speaking of, and I and I asked you to you know send me some highlights and stuff. I'd like right. to share a little bit about um, some of the shows that you produce because I think they're really cool. So this one here that um, you know I would really quite attracted to, uh, largely because part of the promotions that we're doing is um, uh, around um, gaming and esports. Okay. So right. I would like to go ahead and share this one a little bit here. So let's just play this snippet. For me, is I don't know. I, I'll catch myself playing occasionally, but when I see like a father and son like playing your Donkey Kong machine, and the dad saying, "Look, look, this is what you do. This is how you do it," I kind of like get excited. Like, let them play, you know. You know, it's what I enjoy most now. So, part of Joel's role within our company is besides a purveyor of a lot of the machines and a historian of the machines is also our business development as he watches and he sees what people are playing and what they're like, how they're moving around the arcade. 
He, he really is a guiding force for us on what machines we can get, where should we place them, how do we place them. I still thought they did a good job with it, but it's just, it's going to be. <laughs> well, so here's, so here's their standard production there of um, my lag. I think I'm gonna have some internet issues yeah. today uh, with the streaming, but right. but I really liked the way you had that intro and it was kind of compelling uh, the way you guys did the graphics and the sound was very simple. And then yeah. you went straight to the content on that, which I think is, again, um, I play video games, not necessarily my cup of tea, uh, but the thing is I was actually compelled to listen a little bit more about the whole Donkey Kong story, which I thought was really uh, a neat, um, you know, way to, to, to bring in, especially when you, when we are not all actors. Yeah. Right. That, that, that guy, Joe, super nice guy, but he was super, super nervous. Was really? Like the first time he, yeah. Like it, it took us a while, but um, yeah, he, he had never done anything on camera and never wanted to, but he had so much information and he was such an interesting person that we really wanted to do interview with him. But yeah, he, it did good, but yeah, it was hard, you know, for him to do it. And so. it, and that's the thing that's not, like we're not natural actors, right? We like to think we're, uh, you know, have personality, um, you know, that we'd like to think that, you know, our content is compelling, that we're interesting people. But the reality of it right. is, is sometimes, um, and I've seen this, professional speakers who are on a stage commanding a room of a thousand, ten thousand people uh, blow it on camera. Yeah. Like when it's this level of intimacy camera, like if they're on camera, like on stage, that's, I think a different vibe altogether. Cause you're, I think you're feeding right. off the energy of the audience. <clears throat> What's one of the best advice you give to people when they're in that nervous state? I mean, it, the, the first thing, it always sounds dumb is just, just to pretend that the camera's not there, but I, I always try to sit behind the camera. And so if I have a host and I, they're interviewing someone, we try to make it a, a three-way conversation between me, not the camera, the host, and the interviewer. And so they can look over. So when they look over, they're looking over at the camera, looking over at the people, but more of just the three of us talking. And I'll and I will actually react. I won't actually say anything, but if they're saying stuff. I'll I'll nod and I'll react to what they're saying too, so they know that I'm still listening and participating in in the conversation without my audio at all. So try to. Oh, that that helps actually i'm gonna have to uh aj and well actually aj's usually in another room in our podcast studios at city central so shout out to our partners there uh, uh that we have three podcast studios here in the dallas fort worth area okay. and uh yeah no i think that really helps at times so if you if you can see your sound engineer or someone in the room can help nod with you i think that does yeah. affect energy and your ability to um you know perform i guess if right. that's now, like the better term it is it, uh, sometimes it is a matter of reading people. There are sometimes, and it's usually not in the studio because I do film a lot outside the studio, where they don't. You can tell that they would prefer just to be talking to the host. So I'll set the camera up and then pretend I'm not watching. But it, it, it more often than not, they want you to react. But there are sometimes where they're so nervous that they just don't want anyone there and they just want to pretend like the camera and everything is gone. So I pretend like I'm not filming, even though I'm I'm watching them or watching what I'm doing anyway. So it's, it, it's a toss up, but like I said, like you're saying, it's not always the easiest thing. It's not always a cut and dry answer, but those are some of the things you can do. Okay. Here's a question that I know people are going to be like, Oh my gosh. And I've been asked this before. 
Have you worked on a project where they just aren't giving you the energy that they probably should give to be put on video? How do you approach that? How do you get people a little bit more, mm, shall we say, enter interesting? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or do you just, or do you just decide at that point, guys, uh, you can only lead a horse to water? Well, sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're gonna get what you get out of the person. Uh, sometimes, um, and like I said, there's like two camps in this. We'll have cameras off. They know the cameras off. We'll have a conversation with them beforehand about what we're going to ask. Sometimes they're just worried about what you're going to say, even though you're not there to, you're usually there to promote them in some mm -hmm. way, whether they're talking, whatever they're, they're doing and just, just talking to them or talking to them about something else just to get them talking in general. And then usually then once we start filming or sometimes I'll just start filming while we're doing that and then just tell them to keep going so and i um i have a tally light you know you know what i mean the tally light on my cameras oh yeah uh -huh. light. Uh, i turn them off so they don't know when i actually hit record so they're not worried about the light because I, I found that that was a thing for some mm. people is they would they would get worried about the light um and so i just turned it off so they don't know when i actually hit record so we could just be talking and then i can just start recording like if, if it's that kind of nervous person and they're there have been a few, there aren't too many, but that's something that, that would help them. And then we just, you just keep going and then right. I have to cut it up and, you know, make it work afterward, but and it usually works. So. You know, what's funny about that. That's, that's funny. Cause I do know, uh, you know, those old uh, cameras where you see the red light when you're mm -hmm. like, Oh, you're recording. I can see where people would get that deer in the headlight moment. Yeah. Where they're like, just, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah. And it just sits there for you. And by the way, shout out to JD Gershbein. People, I just want to warn you in advance, you're going to get sick of me. So coming very soon, I'm going to be co-hosting with J.D. Gershbein. Monday mornings, we're streaming, live stream on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. Two wow. deer in the headlights because, you know what, we're seeing a lot of content creation coming down the pipe. And we're actually going to be talking about content creation in general from a business perspective. So Monday mornings, we're going to kick you off and then we're going to challenge you with some, you know, dares if you will to try to do something once for those that are not native to creating content we're going to help you guys and ease you into that transition so two deer in the headlight and i forgot to get the logo up there so whoopsie i'm in trouble sorry jd we'll do it next week um but quick question justin are you are you a gamer do you do any esports or play any games um only to a certain extent mostly right now just switch games to be honest i just Play. I have kids, and so we play. They either watch me play games, or I play games with them uh, on the Switch, mostly okay. Mario and Link, that kind of thing. Uh, but with the the Texas Arcade Life, that's all uh, cabinets and um, uh, uh, pinball machines. Oh, uh, is their whole classics. place? Yeah, so it's a classic arcade, uh, and I'll, I'll go there uh, sometimes, and that's that's a, a whole another experience of of you know older games and pretty cool. So. Oh, very cool. Well, that's my segue into. So, if I my if I, if I may, um, mm -hmm. we have a uh, podcast that we produce at Innovation Media, and it is a uh, podcast called the DLC Drop. And um, this week, and actually today, just got released. So, Philip Hubner is with Challenger Mode. John Davidson is. Um, Really cool guy. I actually had him on my old podcast, Innovation Calling. That's how we met when he was over at GameStop. And then he left to go over to Product Resource Group. If you are familiar with concerts and like live performances, et cetera, they are a huge organization for those, you know, big, big time productions. Um, if anyone loves American Ninja Warrior, that's what PRG production. But uh, so 
uh, John had um, James Hubner on, and I thought it was really interesting because he was a former player himself, esports player, and then he switched over to the business side of things. So again, much like you and I were talking about front of the camera and behind the mm -hmm. camera, yeah. uh, James Huber is no longer uh, part of the game. Uh, he's not a professional athlete, if you will. Um, right. He's now the chief business development officer over at Challenger Mode. Now, if you want to learn a little bit more about what he does and what he does, you know, what they do over there, that absolutely check it out today. But here's a little clip that I'd like to share. Um, and if you don't mind, I'm going to play it right now. Sports is show business, right? Right. And it's not just competition. It's also the show business. It's yeah. 50. It's like a 50 50 thing. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of pro players who are really good at the competition, but really bad at the at the show business, right? So absolutely, uh, that's why you have streamers, and then you have hmm. pro players. It's like I don't know if you want to bring a pro to this activation because I don't know if they can or they have any interest in talking to anybody. It's like hmm. where's my controller? You know, for exactly. a lot of them, yeah. And and so most of these people, uh, a lot of these people that I've met, a lot of these pro players that I've met that are entirely focused on competition they don't care for the showbiz at all they hate going on camera yeah, they hate doing just, interviews they yeah. they hate being in the spotlight right they all they want to do is play the game and win mm. and and i think i think it's a very different sort of mindset uh for for both of those things hmm. pretty cool right yeah yeah that's really interesting uh, yeah so so john yeah, so John is also the uh, chairman of the Esports Trade Association. Yes, wow. we do produce the ESTA Connected podcast as well with Megan Van Petten. We'll learn more about her in a future uh, broadcast. But I thought it would be kind of neat to share a little bit about, you know, what DLC Drop is all about. John is a former professional skateboard player, and uh, he's just got some amazing stories just in general. So, um, you know, I just think it's so interesting, the, just the fact that the burgeoning billion-dollar business of esports is a fraction of the overall video game industry. And part of that whole industry is the fact that there is a um, community around um, the comics as well. It's like all interwoven yeah. and tied together. And, and I think that's what's so attractive. And with, with the things that you produce on Woodlands Online, Justin, I thought it was really neat for us to um, highlight another show that you have. And yep. um, if you don't mind, I'd like to share that one as well. Any well, actually, before we even go there, did you have any thoughts about that uh, idea between a professional player and a uh, streamer? Well, I mean, it does. It it totally makes sense. We used to have a a, a show here that was uh, about gaming and um, uh, like playing different games and, and talking about them. And and the guy was not. He was more of a streamer. He wasn't uh, a pro. But yeah, in you you can see that like he 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 would talk and he would play but um i have i have friends who are more like pro ones and they're they're not they don't want to talk they just want to play um and it was um it was now it was now two years ago so we we film a lot of stuff at kong palooza and uh here in, in houston and pandemic and two years ago they had a huge esports competition where it was, a, it was a giant arena and they had pro players and they had this this screen that was just amazing, but yeah, there was no no like streaming or talking. There was just just playing, and it, and it's not something I really thought about, but yeah, it totally makes sense. 
It does. And it's funny that because uh, when I first learned about the whole esports, and again, shout out to Esports Future Eye and Esports Future Eye Podcast Network, of which we produce, I did not understand the nuances of it. And so, boy, did I get myself some education and just, you know, polite looks of like, oh, mm, okay, thank you, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah. But 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 once you learn about it, even the quiet ones, if and I think that's interesting because you're going to have two different types of viewers too. I think at times, right, the ones that want to be entertained, I call it the the YouTube visual, right, and then yeah. there is the actual. I'm I'm streaming on Twitch because I want to learn that skill set because I want to beat Ninja or Ninja, right. well, what you know what I mean. I want to I want to <laughs> beat the next player, right? Yeah. Um, and and so I think that's you know. I, I think that's what I find so interesting and attractive. And it's not that they don't blend. I mean, they absolutely blend. It's just maybe yeah. depends on your mood or maybe you're trying to learn a new skill set. Right. I mean, you, you could, I mean, you could potentially be a pro in one game and a streamer in another, you know, it just depends on, you know, what, what you want to do or what you feel like, but uh, yeah, it's a whole new thing. It's not totally new, but it is blowing up, especially, especially with a lot of stuff that you're producing up there. That's a, uh, that's, you know, great. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, you know, what's funny is that like, it's such a, I mean, because of the pandemic, I think it's accelerated the business and oh, the yeah. industry. And, and I love the fact that the folks that I've met in the esports community are extraordinarily protective of their IP and community and yeah. culture. And um, it's really interesting to see that you see these brands, non-endemic brands are actually listening to say, okay, I have to be authentic in my approach here and how I, uh, if I want to advertise or sponsor, I can't just simply throw money doll, you know, money at them, and they expect yeah. to for them to take it. In fact, if anything that I'm hearing, most of them are like, mm, "Money's great. We know it's coming. Let me see what you got," kind of thing, which I think is great. I love that. Yeah, you get to that position, that'd be nice, you know. Right. <laughs> I mean, granted, no, you can't be super picky, but yeah, but, I mean, yeah. they're still staying true to the to what they are. So, right. so let's listen to this next stream here, and um, okay. I'm really attracted to this one so let's listen here oh. and why aren't you playing you know some more obscure stuff but if they you know would have been able to treat it as such um almost like a uh monster of the week or you know like an x-files type show but within that universe with that similar tone um i would have continued to watch it and I'm not sure that like our Chinese buffets are open. It's a lot of the really small places that are able to get their their, their buffets back open. The show was entertaining-ish enough, but I don't know if it really needs two motion pictures. Also, uh, that was the first thing to really pop because of COVID. Because you remember, like people, we were just locked down. Yeah. And it was like the one thing like everyone latched on to. And so you're not, hopefully you're not going to have that when the, the two series come out, right? So it's like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so uh. I, I have to tell you, but I want to go back a little bit here, rewind a little bit if I can, because I want to point out something that I thought it was an interesting choice that you did. You did not go with the standard four people, Zoom image square. Help me understand your thought process around this. Was it their idea? Was it your idea? How did this come about? Um, it's all my idea. They don't even see this stuff. We actually do this this podcast through Skype, and then I feed it into another program where I, I manipulate what they look like. Um, 
and so it it, it started off with uh, being who was who was the host, and then how I wanted to fit people in there. And then sometimes on this show we only have two people. Sometimes we have four. Sometimes we have five. And so I wanted to arrange them more interestingly, I guess, because like, like you said, this this is more of a podcast style show than our other ones. But I wanted it to be something, something more visual, I guess, than, but even though we couldn't, the show used to be live, we used to film it live, and then we'd actually throw up images and stuff. But because of the pandemic, we had to go to this format. And I just wanted it to look more different. And uh, Miss Jen, the, the lady over here on the right, who is just amazing. She always holds her phone <laughs> vertically. So I needed to ha have a way to have her on there, but oh. then sort of balance the others. Um, this show is, is to me, it's unique. Uh, it's, it's our first cross country show, I guess. So Mark, the guy at the bottom, he, he actually lives here. He actually works for Disney, uh, in production oh. and then he's just a giant nerd and into sports. Uh, Miss Jen, the, the lady over there, she, she actually owns a comic book shop and has owned it here for like 20 years. So a comic book shop, like, uh, like people like Conkalooza ask her to run Conkalooza and she always says no. Uh, oh, Kyle. Wow. Kyle up here uh, near the the white logo. He's actually in Ohio, and he he runs another um, production company. And then Brainy Sign, at the little one at the top, he's actually in California and owns another comic book shop. Uh, so they're mostly comic book shop owners, but they they talk about anything from wrestling, food, comics, uh, than to any sort of movies and TV shows. But they they have a lot of insider into comics as far as like what's coming out because they all talk to distributors like all the time but uh yeah they, they mix it up uh, pretty crazily um and we so we have a an offshoot of woodlands online called the kingdom of geekdom and that's where nerd news now comes in and we have a couple other little shows like that that are all nerd and geek based and we put them under there so. oh awesome awesome you know it's funny it's, it's interesting so i don't know anything about this and i don't know if you know much I, I, again as you produce their shows. I'm sure you're listening in like a fly on this wall, right? right? Yeah. Are do you affiliate? Do you do you are you part of the nerd geekdom culture or is it just Yeah, I mean I, I, I am, but um I wasn't so much into comic books. I am a little more now, like doing the show for the last like three years. Um I like a little more I have more appreciation for it and do more with it, but they they know a lot more about it. I like it because they talk about things that I am into and I hear about, but don't know a lot of insider into, and they usually dig a lot deeper than I do. And so it's kind of cool to pull that out. So if, if there's a movie coming out, especially when Marvel is doing all of their stuff, they'll, they'll kind of talk about them. Sometimes they'll hear about the Marvel, something that's coming out or the movie coming out and they'll have some background information on what's going on. So it makes it a little more. So. Yeah, no, that's way cool because I, I think I think that's what the value is of this whole production. Why we're even doing this is sometimes right. there's going to be some content out there that you may not think you're even attracted to, but to be able to like hear snippets every now and then, you know, yeah. might feed that spark to get you into it and think, hey, this might be my jam. This might be my new thing that I might want right. to be a part of, right? Or yeah. hey, maybe my business can maybe overlap in some compat you know way shape or form right. so justin this has been so much fun and i want to make it under 30 minutes so for those that want to get to know you i mean obviously your skill sets are amazing and i know you and i've been talking about potential collaboration you know how can one get a hold of you specifically uh to to chat with you 
Uh, we do have an email. It's called shows at woodlandsonline.com, and it just comes to me. Of, and we usually try to promote it on any of the most of the shows one. So if they go to shows at woodlandsonline.com, it'll email me. And if you have questions or any, want to know anything else, or you can go to woodlandsonline.com and check out the shows and the podcast. So we have audio podcasts and video shows. And we have a Roku channel. You can check it out on Roku. You can look for Woodlands Online TV and see pretty much anything we're doing. That's awesome. And, I, you know, I really appreciate all your, uh, you know, just your patience because, you know, I know there have been many times I pinged you going like, dude, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here. I think I might have swallowed more than I could chew. And you've just been so gracious for me. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you. No, thank you so much for, you know, wanting to do this and wanting to do other stuff. Uh, you know, I, I like all the, the stuff you do. It's like super professional work. Um, and hope we can do do more soon so absolutely all right guys so on that note here i do want to uh re-promote here our good friend um justin woods over at woodlands online all the great shows that they have there you can go to woodland woodlandsonline.com and obviously if you want to check out the shows um there's forward slash podcast at woodlandsonline.com forward slash podcasts and of course uh just to promote our good friend because I mentioned it, DLC drop. Uh, John Davidson's episode with Philip Hubner of Challenger Mode is out today. So if you want to learn more about that transition from being a front-of-the-house player, professional player, to going back into the industry and actually helping to grow the community and the industry of esports, definitely check it out. And woo, on that note, I think, guys, I think we are wrapping this up. Thank you so much again, everyone. And this is The Mic Is Listening. I can't hear you now. Are you still alive? Oh, I'm here. But the funny thing is, as as uh, as as we are wont to do, I thought I was all stoked because I had that outro. Um, I'm yeah. having I'm having bandwidth issues. So let's oh. try one more time. Ever last wave. <laughs> Welcome to being live. Thank Woo! You. The mic is listening. <laughs> All right, I give up. Bye, it's guys. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I it's, it's my. I don't, I'm not even connected on Wi-Fi. I'm on Ethernet too. That's the crazy part. Well, hey, huh. that's what that's what live streaming is all about, folks. So yeah. here yeah. you go. The mic is still listening to us. <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> Bye, Justin. See you.